0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 259 and session number 78 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. Yes, we do it weekly, and I love doing each and every one, and I can't believe we're at episode or or session 78. It's just crazy to me that uh, these weeks just keep flying by, and you guys keep submitting the questions, and that's why I keep coming back. If you guys stop submitting questions, well, then this little part of the podcast goes away, right? Uh, But you guys are awesome. You're submitting questions, and I'm doing my best to get to them as quick as possible. Uh, If you do have a question and you want me to answer it on an upcoming Ask Scott session, just head over to The Amazing Cell. Dot com forward slash ask. And, uh, you can do that. You can record a voice message there. Leave your first name, please. You guys have heard me say that before. And, uh, just maybe even where you're tuning in from, and uh, yeah, ask that question. I wish you guys could see me right now, actually, because uh, I'm actually very animated when I am doing the podcast, and I can't not be that way because I lose the energy. It's weird. It's like I ha- I'm not even Italian, but I talk with my hands a lot. I love Italian food. Any of you that want a little uh, you know, fun fact, love uh, Italian food. Um, I would love to be uh, <laughs> uh, brought into an Italian family just for the Sunday dinners. Love, I love the Italian culture. Anyway, so uh, that is uh, just a little uh, side note there. But yeah, I'm just really animated, I guess, because I'm just fired up all the time about like just diving into this stuff and talking about this stuff. And I guess the way that I get that energy out is I'm very animated. I'm very, uh, you know, very much using my hands. So if you guys could see me right now, you'd see that I'm pretty fired up. All right. So we are going to answer some questions today. Uh, before I do, though, I wanted to remind you about the show notes, as all the episodes have. We have show notes. We have transcripts. You can fully download those, or you can just read them on the blog. You can head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 259 for this episode, that is for 259. That's the episode number, and uh, you'll get the, uh, the, the show notes and the transcripts and the links and all that good stuff over there. The other thing I wanted to also mention here, which we've been kind of doing a little bit of a pilot with, you guys probably heard on a past episode recently that we did something we're calling TAS Power Hour, and it's myself, Chris Schaefer, and Dom Sugar, the candy man, and uh, we're uh, we're just kind of getting together like we normally kind of do and we kind of just talk about this stuff, and we're now turning it into more or less like a little broadcast, and we're doing it on Fridays at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Friday. Facebook Live and on Periscope, so we're also recording those And I will probably be featuring some of these on the podcast. Some of you said that you wanted them to be replayed because you couldn't either attend or it was hard for you to see on Periscope or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, It's good content and it's good discussion. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing. So we're doing like a little pilot. I'm doing the air quotes just to kind of see how it goes and see how the, uh, you know, the show up rate is and kind of all that stuff. And so far, it's been phenomenal and it's growing every single week. So if you want to hang out with us live, ask some questions kind of uh, listen to our uh, our discussions about what's happening in the Amazon space or the e-commerce space or just randomly like what's going on in our businesses and other people's businesses that we're helping with Um, all of that is being discussed on these TAS power hours and uh, it's a way for us to connect with you as well so we can answer any questions again that's Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern time Uh, we again this is Something we might be doing just temporarily, but uh, right now it seems like we might be doing these on Fridays at one o'clock for a long time, as long as the uh, the attendance keeps uh, keeps growing. So, and I think it will. Um, all right. So the other thing is before we jump into uh, this uh, this session of Ask Scott, I did want to just kind of bring some awareness to something for you. Um, it's so powerful. You guys, you know, you guys know that I like to kind of give you like a little bit of a tidbit or something that's on my mind or something that I'm kind of seeing, not just like business wise, but it always relates back to business because I think like relationships and kind of like lifestyle is, is all kind of like it all goes back to like what we're doing all of this for. Right. And one of the biggest things that I've noticed since I've moved to South Carolina, if you guys are brand new, you know, to the podcast, I recently moved from upstate New York to South Carolina. It was a pretty big move, about 800 miles, and it was, you know, a little scary, like risky. You know, we just kind of picked up and moved because we wanted to move south. And uh, you know, my oldest uh, daughter's getting married, and my son just graduated high school, so we kind of waited for him. And my my youngest is nine, and she's in third grade, so it was it was a you know decent time to to go for her, but. Long story short, is this is since we've moved, we had a lot of like questions, like what's it going to be like? Are we going to fit in? Is it going to you know? Are we going to like the people? You know, and I just have to say that when you surround yourself with like minded people, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's business, you start to take on those traits of those people. So I'm going to give you an example. We moved into a community that. Everyone here seems to be just very conscious about uh, getting in shape, or just running, or walking, or exercising. Just It just seems like everywhere we look, there's people running, or walking, or at the gym, okay? And because of that, it's made myself want to adapt to that, right? Which I want to anyway, but it's kind of like having workout partners, but like when you're driving down the road, and you didn't go to the gym, and you're like, Oh my gosh, like there's someone running and there's someone walking. Maybe I should go for a run or maybe I should go for a walk or maybe I should go to the gym, right? So it kind of makes you feel like that and it kind of gets you to kind of move, right? Well, same thing in business, right? If you're surrounding yourself with these types of people that are actually doing something or not complainers, like, you know, if you're surrounded by a lot of people that are complainers, we all kind of know that you just start to complain too, right? You go out to dinner, you start to complain like you're, you know, the people you're hanging out with. And, and it's so true if you think about that, like think about people that you've hung around with, you start to even maybe sometimes talk their language in a sense, like their slang. I do, I've done it, you know, and uh, sometimes it's not a bad thing, it's kind of funny and you know, whatever, but my my big takeaway here, and this just kind of happened the other day that I was just like, wow, like my wife now is like going on these walks with these with these new friends and they're all like active, like they're all like... Wanting to go for walks, and they all want to, uh, you know, eat good. And uh, it's just like now, it's that's coming back into our life because again, you start to be more conscious about what you're doing on a day to day basis. And uh, it's just really awesome to see that happen. And for myself to kind of look back now and go, "Wow!" Like, let's just take a break here for a second and look around and see the people that we're now associating ourselves with, and then see what that's doing to our own life. It's crazy how it can really impact your your happiness, uh your your, uh, you know your consciousness of being healthy or or just like being a better person. I mean, we're surrounded with people all the time every single day that are just really, really nice. and uh, it, it makes you want to be nice, right? So my little takeaway here again is like, If you're not feeling like you're surrounded with like-minded people or people that are pushing you in the right direction, go find those people, like go find those people, Uh, whether it's going to, you know, meetup.com and finding groups that are, you know, entrepreneurs that understand it because let's face it, some people just don't understand what it, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, like they just don't get it, right, it's like, oh, you got to go to college, you have to be, uh, you know, you have to go to corporate, you, in, in order to be successful, that's what you need to do, and when you start to talk to people that are like that, then it makes you start to doubt what you're doing, right, so I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but that's what it could be like, so again, my big, big takeaway, and this just kind of, I just kind of, this thought about this the other day, because as I was looking around, and I was taking it all in, and I was kind of looking at my lifestyle now, and how I'm feeling, I've seen what a difference it's making, and I'm not saying I was unhappy in Upstate New York. I had a lot of great friends there, and I had a lot of great memories there and everything. But this here, to me, clearly so far is is just a winning a winning experience, and uh, and I'm really excited uh, to be spending you know many years here now. Uh, so uh, again, just wanted to share that with you. If you're not feeling that right now, or maybe it's time to take a little bit of an internal audit of kind of like what you're feeling and what you're surrounding yourself with and see if you're, if you're taking on those traits in good way or a bad way. Um, so just a little food for thought, okay? All right, so enough on that. I didn't mean to go into that big rant there or that big discussion, but I think it's worth talking about. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, let's get started with today's episode. What do you say? Let's uh, listen to today's first question and I will give you my answer. What do you say? Let's do this.
1: Hey Scott, my name is John Um, I've been listening to your podcast for the last 4 months, absolutely love it, Uh, you're a saint and a godsend and an awesome human being, Uh, I moved to San Diego about 4 years ago, things didn't quite work out with the job and I ended up having to take a job, involving a 5 hour commute daily. Uh, To earn a salary which pays about half my living expenses So I was desperate to find something else to supplement my income And it had to be substantial And with my luck, chance, fate, the 11th hour theory, powers of the universe I stumbled upon your podcast and I've never looked back So thank you, thank you, thank you Uh, To my question, I'm about 3 weeks away from launching my first product uh, I already started thinking about my second product, which is essentially a variation of my first. The first was designed for adults, and the second is pretty much the same, just for kids. It you will know, have different colours and slightly less components. But essentially, it's the, it's the same. Um, I've been considering, you know, whether I should give it its own listing or list it as a variation on my current listing. And I understand the benefits of you know, doing it as a variation. But, uh, my question was, you know, what are the pros and cons, I guess, of listing it as, you know, with its own listing and not as a variation and, uh, going through the whole launch process separately. Um, yeah, it's, it is a new product for kids. There's nothing else like it on the market. I and mean, a part of me feels it should have its own listing, but I just wanted to understand, you know, what, what the true benefits of that were, um, I hope, I'm sure you answered this question before, but I yeah, just thought I'd ask it. I uh, appreciate your help. I uh, hope to hear back from you on the next few podcasts. And, uh, yeah, just keep it going. Your podcasts are amazing, and uh, I just can't thank you enough. You're a godsend. Thanks, mate.
0: Hey, Chauncey, I think that's how you said your name, and I'm sorry. The audio was not the best, but if not, I apologize. But, hey, thanks so much for the question, and I'm I'm so glad that uh, you were able to find the podcast, and it's been helpful to you. Uh, again, guys, I mean, it's all about, to me, connecting with people to even just make one slight little switch, uh, you know, in in the mindset to think about other opportunities that are out there, which there are tons. This is just one, right? So uh, to answer your question, okay, to answer your question, it's a good question because if you have a product, okay, that you could add a variation to, it's usually a great idea. Okay, you have less to manage because now you have one listing, and then you control the, the variations underneath that listing. You get the benefits of having these variations as if you had new listings or these other listings. Um, the only thing you don't get is those different spots that you get to take up now on page one or page two or wherever you're ranking, right? But with your situation here, you have something that's designed for adults, and then you have something that's designed for kids. I would say in this case that I would think that you would want to list those on two separate listings, okay? Because let's just say, for example, you have this one product, it's made for adults, and now that product can come in red, blue, yellow, or green, or, you know, whatever, four different sizes, or uh, maybe three different styles, right? But it's it's for the adults, okay? Now, if I was to go to that listing and then I would see that it's for adults and then you have a variation that you have a kid version of it, I might not find that uh, as easily as if it was on its own listing if I was looking for it, and especially if it hasn't had sales or as many sales. So it's going to be harder to do that unless I start driving all my promotions to that variation, but now each variation is going to be kind of like battling themselves to which one is going to show up first. All right, because we all know that if you have a red and a blue variation under the same parent listing, one of those is going to show over the others depending on the sales. You're not going to have two variations for the same listing show up like one on top of the other in a search uh, query. Okay, you're not that's not going to happen. But if you have two separate listings, one a kid version, one an adult version, they can show up like above each other, or below each other, like, that can happen, and that's powerful, um, because now you're, again, taking up more real estate, now, you could do it the other way, and if it doesn't work out, you could always transition that over to its own listing, but then again, you're doing kind of double the work, uh, and then possibly needing to do that later, and then you might have to take your, your, uh, your reviews, and kind of start over again, um, so I would say in this case, I would like to see two different listings because they're two different people that we're targeting. Okay, again, think about who you're targeting. In this case, it's an adult or a kid, right, or a child. So those are two different, two different people that we're targeting. And if someone's searching for a kid version, you want them to land on that listing, not just on the variation. Uh, so. Hopefully this makes sense. Hopefully this is helpful. But again, there's not really a right or wrong. This is just a suggestion. And again, you know, you may go to the two different listings and then decide to merge them underneath one listing. You can do that as well at a later date. Um, it's a little bit more complicated, but it's totally possible to do. Um, so I would say in this case and anyone else that's listening that is is kind of like in this situation, think about the market. That you are that that you're going after, and and the particular uh, person, and then think about if you are uh, going to be able to uh, have that person come into the listing, and then the variation makes uh, you know sense to the main product. Okay. Like I said, if you go into a listing and it's for an adult, and then you see, uh, there's a variation for a kid version. Yes, that could work, but I think it would work better if it was separate. That's just me. Again, again, this is just a suggestion. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It means that's probably the angle that I would do. Um, so hopefully this has been helpful, uh, and, uh, just keep me posting on that as well. So, uh, and keep up the great work and thanks so much for being a listener on that long commute. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, I'm so glad that uh, this was able to just give you that little bit of a bump to, uh, to get out there and, and do something, so awesome job. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to another question, and I'll give you my answer.
2: Hey there, Scott. How's it going? It's Waseem from Dubai. I just want to say I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, you've been that beacon of lighting, uh, of guidance for me for, uh, for the past six months, and your podcast has been super helpful. My question is that I released a a product, and and knock on wood, it's been uh, it's been really successful. I've been averaging it's my first product, by the way. I've been averaging, I would say, thirty five to forty sales a day, and uh, it's been going really well. My question is that I the the um, regarding the rating the uh, the 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 product rating. It's at three point nine now out of five, and however, the majority of, of of my of my reviews are are positive, right? Four or five stars. We're we're talking like 84 percent at least. I would say eighty six percent at least are positive reviews. When fourteen percent are negative reviews. However. The rating is at 3.9, 3.8. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's it's slightly less than four stars. So, you know, when I went over, uh, um, when I hovered over the uh, rating, uh, they said that the way they calculate it is uh, they, they use an algorithm that's based on whether the review is verified or not, how recent it is, and uh, how many helpful votes it received. So... You know, I'm 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 getting a lot of positive reviews, a ton more than negative reviews. However, my rating is not going up. Do you know what the solution is? Have you faced this issue before? Um yeah, I mean if if, if, if more people find my the reviews helpful, will that raise my rating? All right, thank you very much, Scott.
0: Hey, Waseem, thank you so much for the question, and I do appreciate you being a listener, and uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks, man, you're awesome. And uh, yeah, keep it up, man. Keep up the great work. 35 units being sold per day. thats phenomenal, man. That's phenomenal. I want anyone out there listening to, to yes, say it's possible, but also understand that that's kind of a home run in a sense. um, And it doesn't mean that it's always going to happen out of the gate. So again, you guys have heard me talk about the 10 by 10 by one, right? That's 10 units being sold a day at $10 profit for one product. That's a good target to shoot for. Uh, we're after getting, you know, we're, we're trying to get singles and doubles in the game here. And it seems like you was seen, you hit a home run on now and 35 units a day is a pretty solid start, man. So congratulations on that. Uh, okay. So to answer your question, and and again, I don't think there's any way for us to know for sure because it is an algorithm type of thing, right? When they start to give your listing uh, a grade in a sense, right there's different factors in there. how many people upvoted how many people downvoted um, how many were you know was it helpful was it not helpful um, the the uh, you know the the different types the verified versus unverified there's there's different things in there that we have no idea um, how that can uh, you know how that can affect your overall score if you will okay but what I can say is this if you focus, on getting reviews from your current customers, which if you're having 35 people a day, okay? And let's just say that in three days, you have 100 people, right? Well, if you're doing a really good follow-up, you can get eight to 9%, maybe even 10% of those people to leave you feedback and reviews, okay? And that means that you can get 10 new reviews every three days, right? And these are reviews coming in from your customers. These aren't promos. You know this. This is people that have bought your product, uh, full price, verified, fully right. And this here will help your score over time. Period. Okay. Now, if you're getting these negative reviews or negative uh, or you know like down votes or up votes, uh, you need to look at that. You need to pay attention to that because there could be something you're missing. There could be something in the product that needs to be tweaked. There's something maybe in your communications that needs to be fixed. Right. I think anyone out there listening right now needs to understand that reviews and feedback that come in aren't just a number that's actually someone that's doing it and we need to look and see what they are saying to see if we can fix that problem or if we can also learn from what they're saying they like about the product, right? So either way, that's that's how you will increase your score, is by getting more of those. So I would really focus on that. I wouldn't necessarily worry and and focus on the, the negative part of it. I would worry about okay, let's not try to fix the ones that are currently there. Now if there's if there's reviews there that you think people are um you know they're, they're complaining about something that you could fix for them, then send them an email a private email through Amazon and offer to help them. I would also go on those negative reviews and I would comment publicly. I would do that as well. That's going to also help any negativity that might come from it, possibly by people that are reading these by saying like, oh, wow, this is cool. This company actually cares about their customer and they're responding to their customer. Uh, Now, I don't know if you guys listened to it or not. Hopefully you did. But episode uh, recently, episode two forty six, I did with Chris Guthrie, all about tips on how to receive more real reviews. I'm using the air quotes. The basically how to follow up with your customers and how to do a really good job, um, and kind of like the language to use when you're communicating with them, and kind of how to present, you know, like you know, the, the the actual communications to them, like how to actually talk to them, how to uh, ask for reviews in a non-sleazy way, like, uh, we, we talked all about that. We actually did a, uh, a workshop too, which there should be a replay link on that uh, episode as well that you guys can watch, uh, so it kind of gives you more of a, of a walkthrough. He also goes through and gives you the templates for creating these different types of emails, um, so that's something I would definitely recommend doing, especially for you, Asim, is to definitely make sure that you have some type of follow-up sequence in place to your real customers that are buying at full price, that are verified, and that could really help you increase and improve your score. Okay, that's how you would do it, and that's authentic. That is real. Uh, you're not trying to game the system. This is like this is like you really trying to take the customers that are already going through. And, uh, and allowing them to leave you feedback and reviews, and hopefully if you've got a good product and you've got good communications with them, they're going to leave you uh, a really good review. Now, anyone that hasn't left a good review or maybe it's a negative review, you would follow up with them. Never, ever, ever say, could you change your review? Don't ever say that, okay? That's against the terms of service, but you can just do your best to really over-deliver and hopefully they will do that, and even if, even, even if out of five people you get one person to do it, that could help you bump your score. All right. So hopefully this isn't isn't uh, uh, affecting your conversion rate, which it may if you're a three point nine, and you know if you can get to a four point five, that could increase it. But I'm not really sure because I don't have all the data. But I would think that if you get lower, you know, like in the three, it could affect your conversion, and that's where you would want to definitely make this one of your primary focuses. Like right now, if you're getting thirty five to forty units a day sold then my focus would be definitely that that follow up to make sure that everyone that's going through your system, your your follow-up sequence is getting value and is make is and you're making sure that they are taken care of. Bottom line. Okay. So again, episode 246, I'll throw that in the show notes as well. So that's uh, theAmazingSeller.com forward slash 246. That's with Chris Guthrie. We'll also have a link there to a replay of a workshop we recently did as well. And uh, there's some downloads there too that you can copy and paste uh, some of those templates um, for those uh, for those follow-ups. So uh, definitely do that. All right. So uh, hopefully that's been helpful. Thanks again, Wasim, for being a listener. And uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, for everyone else out there that's a listener. Uh, and uh, just a fan of the show. I just want to thank you guys again uh, on a side note here. You guys are awesome, and I really, really appreciate each and every one of you. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to one more question, and then uh, I'll give you my answer, and uh, we'll wrap this thing up. What do you say? Let's do this.
3: Hey, Scott. This is Sam from Houston. Um, I have been new to FBA, and I have been starting selling since last month. And... um, my product sales are increasing day by day. And this month, uh, I'll be reaching like $3,000 a month. That's just the product sales, not the profit. So uh, my profit are around 33%. Like your thumb rule, $10 price, $10 profit, $10 fee. So I'm using the same formula you've been using. Um, I have a little bit issues with my products. Uh, actually, my product is like a wholesale product is not a private label thing what i did was i bought something from wholesale and i broke them down into different um quantities and sold as a small batch of quantities Uh, my products are doing good i've been using pay-per-click and um, that's helped me rank um my issue right now is the scaling part the thing is i can buy those Box I can buy uh, units. Um, the hard part for me is to I have to buy big boxes, break them down into smaller batches, pack them, ship it, which is making me hard for me to uh, scale my business. Uh, my competitors are doing good sales, around fifty thousand, sixty thousand a month. Uh, I don't know how they have they are been doing. Uh, uh, I'm, I know for sure they have been buying from wholesale and breaking them apart too because the manufacturer doesn't small produce that item into small batches so what can you suggest for me to scale my business because unless I hire somebody else to uh, break those items and in, pack it into small batches, there is no other way um, to um, uh, to make to make those items so you can take an example like a um, plastic cups. Okay, what I'm doing is buying a big, big roll of plastic cups, like a, a thousand pieces, and breaking them into smaller bunches, like 10, 10 cups a pack, and selling them for 25 That's an example, not a plastic cup. But um, can you give me any suggestion? How can I scale business without investing a lot in employees or something? Is there any way to do that? Can I outsource packaging to any other different companies? Um, Just your kind information will be helpful. Thank you.
0: Well, hey, Sam. Thank you so much for the question. And I really wanted to answer your question because there's a bunch of things I want to pull out of that, what you just kind of like explained. All right. And anyone else out there that's listening right now, I want you to understand what Sam just explained that he's doing. Okay. Now, here's someone that took something that comes in a pack. Let's say it, let's say that you have a package of 100 cups, but you break them into a 10-pack, and then you sell them individually, okay? That's like super, super easy to do if you find something that is selling packs of 10 and you can buy a pack of 100. All you're doing now is breaking them down into smaller packages, and people don't have to buy 100 of something. Okay, so again, you know, not sure if this is going to be a long-term like brand building growth type thing, don't know, but anyone out there that's thinking to themselves, I wonder if there's something that I could do where there's not a lot of risk and and, uh, and if I'm able to, you know, launch something and see if this thing can work for me and maybe learn the system in the process, this is how you would do that. Like literally, like this is how you would do that. You buy something in bulk, you break it down into smaller packs and then you sell them like that. I mean, it's brilliant, okay, and I think it's awesome right out of the gate, I mean, $3,000 in revenue is is great, like, to start, and especially at a really low-risk model like this is awesome, so congratulations on that, Sam, and way to go on taking action. Uh, okay, so to answer your question, number one, you could hire someone to do this, I think you already kind of mentioned that, right, so you can hire someone to package these up for you, you can say... Okay, cool. These are selling in 10 packs. I'm gonna have uh, someone do these. I'm gonna pay them $10 an hour. How many can they do in an hour? That's what it's gonna add to your, your bottom line cost, right? So if it let's say that, and I'm just gonna do some really rough math here, but let's say that you had you paid them $10 and it it averaged out to where they were able to get X amount done. So it worked out to maybe 10 cents a unit you were paying to have them package up. You know, uh however many packs that would be, I don't even want to do math right now, all right, so let's just say uh, what would that be a hundred? yeah, there'd be a hundred packs, right, so a hundred packs, okay and so you're getting a hundred packs done for basically ten dollars, right, so that's ten cents a piece, all right so Okay, so you hire someone. I mean, you could hire a kid after school, do these. You could hire a college student uh, who wants part-time. You could hire a stay-at-home mom. There's a bunch of different ways you can do that. You can even have it all shipped to their house, and then they're going to package it all up, and you can even have them ship it out for you, right? So that's like hiring someone. We call them a virtual assistant, and they'll do it for you, right? We could do that. If you really want to scale it, you either can scale that model, okay, and have other people doing that for you, or... You could then look into maybe having it co-packed, so then maybe you could have a co-packing company, which basically does exactly what I just said. You're just going to give them all of the parts and the components, and then they're going to pack it. That's why it's called a co-packing place, so you would have to go out there. I don't know any off the top of my head that I would recommend. Just Google it. And you'd have to start getting some quotes on what it's going to be and what it's going to take. Um, the other option would be to look and see what you're buying in in packs and see if they will break it down into smaller packs. And maybe that's a solution. And that's how you would scale it. Uh, so those are just a couple of ideas on how I would probably go about uh, scaling something. And, and again, I want people to understand that if you can start like this, it might be more labor up front. But you can then validate, and then once you validate, then you can figure out how to scale. My good friend, Rich Kibble, you guys might have heard me talk about him before. He's actually one of our private label classroom students. Um, he started doing it this way. He he bought two different items uh, from China. He had them shipped to his door. He took both of those, put them into one package, and then that was his product. And he, he had to fulfill them himself. He had, well, not fulfill them. He had to package them himself, and then he shipped them into Amazon, and then they fulfilled them but he had to put the package together. Once he figured out that it was going to work, he then talked to his manufacturer and his manufacturer said, "Yeah, just send me the other part and then we'll package it here in one box." So you can you can actually do that too. You can communicate with the manufacturer and say, "Hey, listen, I want to buy your cup, but I also want to put in a bowl." I'm going to I know you don't make bowls, but I'm going to send that bowl to your company, can you package that, and I need a box that's you know eight inches by eight inches, and can you source that box for me, and then they'll usually say yes, right, so if you can make that happen, again, it's a way for you to leverage your manufacturer, or vice versa, maybe the one company won't, but the other one will, so then you just have them ship it to the other company and let them package it. Okay, that's that's another way that you could do it. So there's other ways that you can do this. But again, I think the important point here and the important thing I want people to take a take away from this is that you're taking something in bulk and you're you're condensing it down into smaller packs and you're selling those. So again, there's not a lot that's going to differentiate you unless you're going to take those ten cups and then add in, uh, like I said, maybe a, a spoon and fork set. I don't know, I'm talking about like if you're going to have something for picnicking or something, you, you get what I'm saying, right? So that's the only way, and then again, that could still be that could still be copied, or if you're going to have maybe a dispenser that held the cups, and then the cups came in it, and then you just added 10 cups to it, whatever it is, you, you get the idea, you'd have to differentiate because once someone sees that these are selling, like this is going to be easy for them to come in and do the same exact thing, maybe that's what you already did, and now you're trying to figure out how they're doing it, and uh, again, you have to just be careful with that because that means that someone else can do it easily too, but in this case, it is a little bit harder because we are taking, uh, you know, like a bulk item, and we're breaking it down, and now you're trying to figure out how you can do that costly, so, or, you know, so it doesn't cost you as much, so this way here, you can do it and still make a profit, so, Hopefully, this has been helpful. Again, you got to think outside the box a little bit, but you have some options there to look into. Uh, Good luck to you. Keep me posted, and I want to thank everyone for submitting their questions for this week's episode, and I also want to remind you, if you have a question and you want me to to listen to it and air it on the show, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, and uh, yeah, you can do that. You can ask a question there, and I'll do my best to answer it. I want to remind you guys, too, if you want to hang out with me on Friday afternoons, Right now, we're doing something we're calling the TAS Power Hour, and it's on Fridays at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Right now, we're kind of in like a pilot stage where we're just going to kind of see how it goes. We're going to do uh, you know a few episodes, and so far, so good. It's been awesome, but I uh, just want to remind you about that. If you wanted to uh, watch on Facebook Live, you can just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash hour, and that's going to take you to the TAS Power fan page, not the group, the fan page, and then you'll just like that page, once you like that page, you'll now get notified when we go live, um, if you're in the TAS Facebook group, that will also have a feed being displayed there, you'll also be notified uh, when we go live on that as well, Periscope, you can always find me there, that will be broadcast simul- simultaneously there, so you can head over to uh uh, Periscope, and you can just search for Scott Volker, and you'll find me, and then you can just subscribe there, so there's a few different ways that you'll find us uh, doing the, the, uh, the Facebook Live or the TAS Power Hour, so definitely come on over and hang out with us. It's another way for us to connect with you, answer some questions, and just really just talk about this whole online business stuff and e-commerce and Amazon and it's just uh, it's what we do so why not uh, come on over and hang out with us so it'd be really awesome so that's it guys that's gonna wrap it up for this episode I to remind you about the show notes as well you can download the show notes the transcripts all of that stuff over at theamazingseller.com forward slash 259 and uh, you can grab all that stuff over there alright guys that's it that's gonna wrap it up remember I'm here for you I believe in you and I'm rooting for you if you have to you have to do come on say it with me say it proud and say it loud take action have an awesome amazing day and i'll see you right back here on the next episode